Welcome to the District Podcast, brought to you by The Spectator World. I'm contributing editor Chadwick Moore. After serving less than five days of his five-month sentence, vile hate crime hoaxer Jesse Smollett is out of jail. Jesse had appealed his guilty verdict, and the judge reasoned that by the time his appeal is heard, he may have already carried out his sentence. Therefore, she let him go. Jesse is, of course, bosom buddies with powerful Democrats Kamala Harris and Michelle Obama, among many others, and has liberal gay celebrity privilege, but I'm sure none of that had nothing to do with the judge's decision. While some of us thought Jesse's punishment was too light to begin with, personally, I thought he should have gotten the death penalty, there are people out there, believe it or not, who actually support Jesse. I have one such person with us today, and I'm eager to understand how anyone could be on Jesse's side. His real name is Tommy O'Malley, but I've always called him Susan, and that's how we're going to refer to him today. I know Susan personally. He's someone with whom I enjoy fighting with on the internet. He's also a communist, a former podcast host, and today makes his living by selling organic, artisanal, homemade personal lubricant out of a shopping cart in Washington Square Park. Did I get that right, Susan? And thanks for coming on. No, as usual, you got uh, nothing right, uh, but I'm happy to be here. Um, yeah, let's do this. And, you know, I mean, you didn't really originate the name Susan, but I'm not allowed to bring up the person who did originate that nickname. So I just won't mention that person. But yeah, it's good to be here, Chadwick. Thanks, Susan. So like yourself, Jesse's a communist. And you told me in our private conversations that your wording was along the lines of that you believe in Jesse's innocence, which is different than believing that he is innocent. Uh, can you explain that for us? Yeah, I mean, I return to you a definition of innocence uh, that's really somebody who I don't think comprehends the consequences of their action. Coming from what I think that you described uh, mostly inaccurately, but hinted at uh, something that is, in my opinion, uh a fair reading of somebody like Jesse Smollett is that there was a certain type of privilege in his upbringing. Um, But I also think that there are serious questions about what sort of pressures he faced from birth to be Jesse Smollett and what that might mean to somebody who grows up in a world, as you and I both know, that's not very kind to gay men. Uh, We'll just, I'll start there because that's what I think both you and I identify as, so we can both speak to that. And that seems to be an identity that uh, is common uh, among a lot of us, uh, including Jesse. And so I think that all of us who identify that way share an understanding of one another, whether we like it or not. And I think that, you know, when we're forced to deny something really fundamental about ourselves, in that way, it does create space for distorted relationships with the truth, whatever the truth may be. So I think that Jesse's innocent in a lot of ways. I think he was like thrust into a position of being a celebrity before he had the agency to really understand what that means. And what does, I mean, a book that I would refer you to is Rosie O'Donnell's uh, Celebrity Detox. I think like that's a really great look at how fame can kind of drive a person into psychosis. Um, And I know that that probably sounds like I'm joking, but I'm dead serious about that. I recently reread that book. And I think it explains a lot about not Jesse, but everything, even in political celebrity, like what that does 
to a person who probably has good intentions, I think that any type of celebrity can just make a person lose their fucking mind. So that's kind of what I mean. I do agree with you that that, cele- that celebrity can make a person, a certain type of person, lose their mind. Absolutely. I mean, he wasn't Madonna, and she's crazy. I mean, nobody had, I'd never even heard of Jesse Smollett before this. He thought he has such an ego, but he had such an ego that he thought it was believable that Trump supporters knew his name, what he looked like, that he was on Empire because they all watched Empire, and that people would believe this story of his. Um, and I have to say, what you brought up before is I don't agree with the whole being a gay man uh, puts you in this position of, um, you know, having a different relationship with the truth. And I mean, I've never felt oppressed. I've never felt hated. I don't think that I live in a society that I'm targeted and quite the opposite. Actually, I think I have more privileges because I'm gay, because I'm a I'm a victim a class person. So I disagree with you there. I, I, do I don't think, think that- that's true. I think you you actually have because you've been screamed out of bars in New York City. And I've because heard- I was conservative, not because I was gay. You were a conservative faggot. That- and that was hilarious. I wasn't uh, I wasn't crying about it. OK. I mean, you were kind of crying about it, but like, oh, really? OK. You're doing it right now. Oh, really good one, Chadwick. That's like your time right now, but that's fine. Like, I get it, sis. But, like, I also think that there is probably, I don't know about Jesse. I can't say anything about his specific mindset, but from that Rosie O'Donnell book, I could see a person sort of adopting an almost like God complex when they get to be a, at a certain notoriety. And, and think that they're really trying to influence good when they're not. Now, it's not like people on the left or whatever you call liberals or whatever. I don't even know. But like what there's no real monolith there. It seems everyone's more fractured than ever now. The Republicans seem pretty united, though. That's an interesting thing to watch. Um, and I think that the Republicans have clearer messaging. They keep the bullet points concise. And when you do that, you just draw really broad generalizations all the time. And I think the people on the left, uh, we we don't see the big picture in the same way right now. I think that this is always in flux. Um, but I think you guys have the messaging a little bit more on your side, whether I like it or not, um, that the left is unhinged. But it's it's not like the right doesn't have the same sort of penchant for violence. It's just right now we're covering more of this. And like, I do think that that's in direct response to what the atmosphere that existed during Trump's presidency in this country, which felt very toxic. It feels a different type of toxic to me under Biden. And if I'm forced to choose between two toxins, I would probably choose the Biden toxin again, but it's still toxic. Like I'm not I'm not like bound to the that left that you are talking about or the like psychotic anti-Trump left where somebody would potentially invent. Well, Jerry agrees that he invented this whole uh, story of being attacked by Trump supporters. But there have been lies about people on the left. I mean, and police have lied about people on the left in our city alone, like during the early lockdown, the police were lying about like a Rolex store that wasn't even a Rolex store being looted of like two and a half million dollars. And so that inspired like a lot of animosity between like what was considered a BLM, a Black Lives Matter protest, all the looting, the quote unquote looting and actual looting that happened got blamed on the left, but there are violent people, you know, you can't discount what happened in Charlottesville. 
Uh, you can't discount the lives that were lost on January 6th. There's what lives? One one Trump supporter was killed on January 6th. She was shot by a police officer, Ashley Babbitt. Nope, there was none. No, that was the only one. Okay, so there was her, and then fine, but that that still happened. Um, and I think that regardless, there there is violence. I mean, you were very quick to come back at me on that, but you have nothing to say about Charlottesville, so that's compelling. Charlotte, Charlottesville was super strange and bizarre. I don't quite understand it. I know that the guy who ran over that girl was his car was being mobbed by people, and he hit the gas. And I don't. That's all I know that happened. Yeah, I mean, so you I know that I know that your side brings up Charlottesville every chance that they get. Absolutely, it's like it's your nine eleven or your Pearl Harbor. It's always Charlottesville. I don't know anyone who was there. I don't know anyone who supported it. I think the whole thing was super strange and bizarre. None of it made any sense. Um, uh, you know, yeah, you're able to like discount that and feign ignorance about that situation. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I am because the left brings it up and the media brings it up to pigeon to to paint all Trump supporters like that. When I've never met a single Trump supporter like that, and Jesse Smollett's behavior is something that you know you're talking about your side being fractured and can't get their messaging right, whatever. Well, Jesse just destroyed. What's the what's the harm caused by Jesse? Because I live in New York City and I know that because of things like quote unquote looting during 2020, there are all these calls to like remilitarize the police. We got to fund the yeah, police. Yeah, we should have. Well, you got your mayor that you sh- then you should be thrilled with the mayor we have right now cuz Mayor Adams who wears police bomber jackets on the subway to work allegedly um if not just for photo ops, you know, like we have this increased police presence as a direct result of that lie. Like what's the practical give me a tangible harm caused by if Jesse's lying, uh caused by his lie and let's just agree that he's lying okay for the sake of you not have being able to come at me for saying that he he that he's telling the truth well first of all okay it's it's a lie so he he targeted well okay i'll get to that he he smeared 70 million americans however many people by inventing this lie that this is what these people are like, people are going to believe this. The media, of course, ran with it because they want this kind of stuff. No one no one even thought for a second how... I mean, I did two seconds after I read the news report. I said, this is bullshit. This did not happen. Uh, this absolutely did not I happen. Mean, a lot of people said that, but that doesn't yeah. mean that this has this... It's not tantamount to police lying about looting and using... Oh, are, you saying that, are you saying that no looting happened during the BLM riots? No, I'm not saying that. Are you saying, saying, saying that liberals weren't burning down cities and Black Lives Matter weren't looting? Because we have all the video. Okay, but I'm not saying that it didn't happen, but I'm saying that there are instances of police lying in this city where the looting did not happen the way that the police said it. And there has not been a fair review of all the instances in the ac- in the accusations of looting that were made by the police department, which was heavily pro-Trump because the police unions were headed by guys that were not just um, pro-Trump, but radically fascist on Twitter. Like they calling, no, they would just make fun of de Blasio, which we all no, they were doing. calling for things. Yes, they would make fun of de Blasio, but they were calling for like fascist measures in New York City and threatening to like withhold uh, police patrols from like the mayor. Like they were tra- threatening to break the law. We had thugs in charge of these police unions. They were threatening to not do their job, to not provide for public safety. It was very at aligned with Donald Trump. So that is Trumpism. And those lies that that department perpetrated 
led to what we have now, which is an increased police presence all over the city. You go into any subway, suddenly there's three to eight police officers just milking the system, getting paid to stand around and prevent what? I mean, yes, there are these stories of people being thrown into the subway. There are, is increased violence towards certain communities in this city. We can say that that's definitely happening. And I think that living here, it does feel like something changed, but it's it's what's the problem? What's What's making that problem worse? I don't think that you can just fully discount that the that what happened with Jesse Smollett has undermined uh, Black Lives Matter. I think that the conversation has been completely derailed. And I think that whenever you get anybody who is, um, you know, trying to redirect it on like income and wealth, inequality and incarceration, those are fair questions. Um, And unfortunately, like that is, I think, what the cost is of something like this Jesse Smollett trial, because it's also forced people to take sides and it's forced a deeper division among working people, I think. But you can't argue that Jesse Smollett has made things tangibly worse in the same way that the lies by the NYPD and other police departments all over the country in the okay. lack. Okay, let's talk about. Okay, let's talk about that for a minute. Let's talk about lies making things worse. I don't know exactly what you're talking about with the police department. I'd be happy to look into that if, with them. I've never heard of them making. I gave up those you stories. Like one but Let me. Let, excuse me. Let's. Let's. No. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Let's talk about lies making things worse. The reason why Jesse Smollett did what he did, and the reason why Black Lives Matter were burning down cities and rioting and looting. For months and months and months is because of the great lie they've been fed that there the is a, that there is an excuse me that there's an epidemic of police violence in this country excuse me Susan that there is an epidemic of police violence in this country that they live in a racist nation a white supremacist nation that Republicans hate them that Donald Trump is a racist that we're in a fascist government that is the lie that caused all of this violence and destruction and it's the lie no, that made Jesse feel empowered. Policy that made Jesse feel empowered to stage this ridiculous fake hate crime for his own personal advance. That is the destructionist of the lies. What about police departments around the country being infiltrated by white supremacist groups? We know that this is happening. Every time I see a news story, it's a black person getting promoted as chief of police. I do not understand how, what white supremacist, what white supremacist groups exist. Do you, do you understand the level of vetting? Are you denying that? Are you denying yeah. that? Do you understand the level of vetting? That? My question Susan, is, are you denying Susan, do you understand the level of vetting a person has to go through in order to join the police force or the military? It is an insane amount of vetting. I do not, uh, but I think come that from a family that has police what officers. White supra- have you ever like- seen the NYPD? It's, it's, it's every color yes, in the rainbow in, in there. In New York, but I'm talking about, as I already said, what you're willfully ignoring, which you always do with inconvenient counter-arguments online and apparently an extemporaneous conversation is what about the police departments that we know have been in? Like what? Name them. Find me, find me the Nazi. There are police all over Florida where this is an issue. Miami, Florida. Yes. Are they all Hispanic? Like, what are you talking about? You heard what I just said. What happened in Florida? All right. I'm going to I'll send you the art. The maybe, maybe this isn't an issue. Let's just say so that you stop screaming at me that it's not an issue. It doesn't change the fact that when the police lie, it has a 
more direct impact on our lives than when an actor lies about. No, I think when the media lies and when politicians lie, it has a great, a bigger impact on our lives and on society than when a police officer at some precinct says something. Well, your president, Donald Trump, lied all over the place. And what did he lie about? Another thing that he did is that he dismantled systems that would have checked his lies so he doesn't have to lie. Like, he doesn't have to report how many civilians were killed under his drone strikes because of a sweeping executive Because it was none? You can't say that. (laughs) What drone strikes? Because you weren't there. All you can really say, Chadwick, and all anyone can really say is that we don't know because he made it impossible to track what the numbers were. They didn't have to report civilian casualties. I don't even know what you're talking about or even seen, seen anything about this. I know the people that Joe Biden killed in Afghanistan. There was an uh, order that... I know that thousands are dying in Ukraine right now because Donald Trump isn't president. I do understand that. You, you can't say that either for sure, but I'm not going to get I think it's that. probably... I think most people understand that. I, right, but that's not the same as what you just said, which is empirical fact, which is not what you're giving. You're offering an opinion. Okay, well, you, you've skewed fine. into 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 uh, international policy and drone strikes, but uh, that has a more him him being able to lie like this lie that you're perpetrating right now that he there were zero drone strikes and civilian deaths under Trump. That is not true. And for you to even okay, be able Susan, to do the that. media did nothing for four years but try to take this man out and they invented every lie they possibly could about him. If they had something that big, don't you think that I would have heard about it? It would have been all over the papers. I mean, the New York but Times and CNN aren't going to be on that. He didn't have to report them. He, he removed the mechanism by which civilian deaths were reported. Okay. So, all right. Well, we're getting off topic here. No, um, we're not. I don't I have to look that up because I've never heard that before. He definitely I don't know increased how, drone drone strikes. We know I don't that. know how that relates to uh, the left believing these lies about the because level I'm just of racism in America. Lies and, and are on both sides, but you believing that white supremacists they, infiltrate police forces. What is a white supremacist exactly? I mean, I would say people that are members of white supremacist groups like the Ku Klux Klan. The Ku Klux Klan. Are they still pretty active in this country? Yeah, they are. They still exist in the South. And you know, actually, I would really recommend to you this podcast called Shit Town because it really does a great job of reflecting just how casually people drop the N word. You you want to hear people just casual white people just casually drop the N word? Listen to uh, Shit Town. It was a great podcast that's like five okay. years old. All right. Okay. All right. Whatever. Because this is all over the South in a way. I know you're from, you're from like a mid Atlantic or something state. No, I'm from the South. I'm from the South. And I know, I think the South is a a less racist place than the North. You're from Boston. I'm from Tennessee. Yes. And you're from Boston. Yeah. I went to college in Texas and it was shocking to me when I got there, just how casually literally almost every other white person that grew up in Texas, that was my age dropped the n-word I is never- that is that being a member of a white supremacist group or is that a cultural way that working class people speak about one another i think it reflects a certain cultural tolerance that doesn't exist in the north like in new york city that does not exist mm, no what's what's that famous quote that that uh southerners uh northerners Northerners like black people as an idea, but not in practice. And Southerners like people. Yeah, practice. I'm not saying like black people in practice, but not as idea. I'm not saying that the North and South don't both have segregation. I'm not saying that it's a great country to be a black person in. What I am saying is that when power structures like the executive branch or police departments lie, it has a much worse impact on 
non-white people than it does when a what about just all black people? person lies about being attacked? Well, I think we're just going to have to leave it at that. Susan, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks, um, I'm excited to hear what you edit out because you're a pussy. Well, that's probably going to get edited out. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Susan. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please check out more at spectatorworld.com. And if you'd like to listen to us, please check us out on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever podcasts are available.